What do you do for an encore when the training business you create generates over 30 million in business over a short period of years? And how can relationships you foster help you step into new opportunities? That's exactly what we're gonna to discuss today in our episode with my friend and fellow British Columbian, Justin Livingston. Happy to talk with him today on our show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast today. I'm very excited to have a good friend of mine, Justin Livingston, on the line with me today. Uh, Justin and I Man, um, we met a few years back through a, a mutual mastermind, but there's actually a longer history there that I'll tell you about later. But uh, I'm excited to have Justin on the line here today because in the online marketing and coaching world, I, I can't think of someone that I have a lot more respect for just in terms of the things that they're doing. So welcome, Justin. Welcome to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, so... Uh, what what's going on with uh, you today? What what kind of projects are you working on? Well, um, I teach uh, martial art called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I train a lot. and And uh, I'm I'm an old man by that sport standards. I'm 44 years old, but I'm I'm getting back into competing and stuff like that. So that's a big that's nice. a big project actually. It takes up a lot of my schedule, my planning. Nice. And then um, yeah, but business wise, which I'm sure is what you're actually. Uh, referring Everything. to <laughs> yeah um i've got a uh, a couple on the go so i've got a, a startup called mentor hub which mm -hmm. um no one would have heard about at this point it's still uh pre-revenue and whatnot and uh i won't get into too much of what that is but just it's uh looking to change the face of education globally it's a new uh, education model that we're really excited about nice and um yeah we're looking to create a, a big a network of educational marketplaces uh, right Anyway, so it's a, it's a big vision, a big play. We'll see where that goes. Uh -huh, and that. Uh, yeah, that takes most of my focus. And then um, I've got a, I, I built a company with a woman named Callan Rush over the last 10 or 11 years called Lucrative Luminary Training. Mm -hmm. And um, that uh, project has since shifted. It's, it's now called Lucrative Luminary International. It's, it's taken a bit of a, a pivot, if you will. And um, we're really focused on uh, focusing on creating a, a uh, like an incubator and accelerator model for, for social change enterprise. And right. uh, so that's really fun. Of course, you know about that stuff because you're involved in that project as well. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, that's uh, so those are the, those are the big four for me. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm super interested in mentor hub. I, I think that uh, we're in this time where education is getting disrupted all over the place. And um, 
uh, I mean, you're welcome to get into it as deep as you want, but I, I, I think that uh, I saw a presentation that you did on the way that you're looking at um, entering the marketplace. And I think it's a, a really well needed project. I think it's awesome. I mean, we're all kind of in the online marketing world in the coaching world, we're, we're striving to make that impact in the world. And I think that your model's really great. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. The big thing is that we're looking to, uh, to maximize, well, there's a, there's a, a lot that, you know, sure. as far as objectives of it, but some of the key ones in the beginning are, uh, uh, maximizing uh, engagement of mm -hmm. transformational content, yep. which is a big um, issue for anyone who's in that space would know, you know, that mm -hmm. completion rates and engagement rates, it's easy to sell stuff, <laughs> but right. to get people to actually do it and complete it and stuff is, a, is another matter. And um, yeah, so the, 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 uh, the engagement is big, but the part that I'm most excited about in the beginning and what we're, uh, you know, trying to prove and, and optimize and with our initial prototypes and whatnot yeah. is to, uh, is building viral loops into uh, transformational and educational content, which no one's ever done to my knowledge. It's been a kind of a riddle right. in the, uh, in the online marketing space. Like how, how do you, uh, it's super common in like with, in the technology space, right. But yep. in the education sectors, how do you, how do you create by, how do you get people that are engaging with the process by default, referring people into that same process? And, uh, I, I think we have it. And of course it has yet to be proven, <laughs> but right. that's what we're working on right now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really excited that you particularly are, have entered that kind of a, like I'll call it a space, if you will, or a bigger objective. Uh, my first exposure to sort of the idea of people who are in the transformation world or the online marketing world, um, you know, assertively going into the sort of disruption of education space was uh, a presentation by the digital marketing folks and Ryan Dice and some of the people that worked with mm. him. And uh, they did a fairly elaborate dissertation about engagement and how it's a bit of a problem now. I mean, the, in, the online course industry has grown like crazy. Um, you can talk about anyone from you know LinkedIn to Udemy to coaches to to um, the TEDx to uh, the Harvard. I mean, everybody's doing it, but the completion rates, as you say, are low. And so, um, you know, people who are thinking about what you're thinking about are trying to solve that problem and mm -hmm. you know actually make this kind of a modality a successful model. So I, I love that. Yeah. Um, so. You're working on MentorHub, and I'm, I mean, the, I referenced how uh, I came into knowing you uh, a while ago, and I'm, I'm just going to tell the story because it's kind of funny. I, I guess it was about 2012. I've told you this story, but you might have forgotten. I was sitting in a coffee shop called Gene Coffee Bar in Vancouver on the sort of East Van, reading the Georgia Strait, and trying to figure out how I was going to transition from being a consultant that was kind of flying around the world doing these big projects to, to try trying my hand at coaching. And I saw this big ad in the Georgia Strait, a big red ad <laughs> with you and, Cal in it, you and Callan in it. And uh, I somehow ended up on your email list and that was kind of my start. And then we ended up being in a, 
in a mastermind together, and that was really fun. So anyway, that's kind of my, one of my origin stories. I don't know if you remember that story, but I, I didn't remember the story, but I do remember that ad. I know yeah. exactly what ad you're talking about. It was just funny, which years later, because okay, first of all, the layout of that ad I totally ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> so what happened was I, I wanted to get into some print media, and I didn't know anything about it. Right. So I, I said, okay, well, these are the first ones we're going to target. We, we targeted some local um, free publications here in Vancouver. I live right. up in Vancouver, Canada, right. as you know. And uh, so George Strait being one, and uh, the other one was called Common Ground. Mm -hmm. So I picked up a Common Ground. I said, okay, I'm just going to just relax, and I'm going to flip through the pages, and I'm just going to wait for something to jump out at me, and then that's going to be where I start, you know? So right. I did that. So this ad that looked almost exactly like the one you saw jumped out at me, right? And it was this woman uh, promoting a, uh, it was like a, an evening workshop or something like that, something to do with sexuality and sexual expression, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, this woman's name was Jaya, or still is. Right. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, years later, this woman became a client of mine. And she was enrolled in my mastermind and all of this stuff. And so when I finally met her, I was like, oh, you need to know, like, we've made, I don't know, even like millions of dollars off these ads and whatever. And it was totally, you know, totally ripped off your ad. And she didn't even know what the heck I was talking about. It was funny. As it, as it turned out, she didn't even know anything about that ad or design. She had paid a company to produce it for her. So I, to this day, I don't know who actually created that ad, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't me. Suffice it to say, uh, other than you know, I wrote the copy, but that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. In, it, the reason it's an interesting story too is because, uh, in you know, like that time ish was pivotal for you guys because I, I think uh, where we ended up meeting was in um, uh, this mastermind that you're still part of, and, um, you know, I I. I think, you know, I, the rise of Lucrative Luminary uh, was around that time, you know, so it's, it's interesting because a lot of our listeners yeah, are going to be interested in origin stories, like how did it all get started and maybe what was like a key thing that happened that kind of broke the, helped you break through that, that, um, so that whatever that ceiling f for anyone might be. And so anyway, it just seems like that was an interesting time for your business. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that when we, it would have been around that time where we, you know, broke through the million dollars in revenue, which is, I think, I suspect is kind of a meaningful time for anyone. I think yeah. it, it certainly was for me, although it's funny, I, I, at the time, in my mind, I thought, wow, I'm, I must be special or unique or just super cool or something, because this isn't affecting me, you know, like, I would look at our, you know, it was like September or something like that. And I knew, oh yeah, by the end of this month or early October, we're going to cross this threshold for the first time, having more than a million dollars in revenue per year. And I was like, well, I'm not even like, I don't really care. It's not really bothering, you know, no big deal. Right. And then, uh, and then I remember the day that it happened, I was like, oh yeah, this day's just like any other. Wow. This is, again, I'm superhuman. And then uh, some time, all, all of a sudden, it was like the blink of an eye, basically. And I'd re I realized that 14 or 15 days had gone by, and I did no nothing. I was basically like, I don't know, like mentally, I guess I thought like business was over now. I didn't, there was nothing left for me to do or accomplish or what it was. Like, 
anyway, just all of a sudden had this realization like, oh, wow, this has had a huge impact on me and not a, not a good one. I need to actually uh, get back to work here. <laughs> but I mean, you, you did. And, and, you know, um, I think that, uh, you know, you know, something that really struck me around that time, and I, I don't remember who it was that told me this. Uh, but for me, you know, like the mastermind we're, we're, that you're still in, it was good for me because I got to meet some people who had a completely different perspective on business than me. Yeah. Um, I still, you know, you still run into that. So people who have online businesses versus those who don't like it's, <laughs> there's kind of like this, this, uh, kind of cognitive divide, if you will, you know, just about what that's all about. But um, for me, what was really interesting, and, I, and again, I don't remember who said it, but in terms, like specifically to you, they said, um, you know, like, you're first of all, a great guy, but what you do is you just went around for a bunch of years in the earlier stages, being helpful. Mm. And, and I mean, I, I know that a lot of people speak highly of you just because like, you have this brilliant genius about the a lot of the back-end stuff that people concern themselves with in this business uh, in the online and transformational world um, but I've heard more than a few people say that about you that in the early days like that was what was amazing about you is you were just helpful all the time so I I've tried to sort of uh, when I, I I tried to carry that like that was one thing for me that was really insightful uh, you know when you're starting out so yeah, yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. For, uh, and I, at the time, I remember I would get that feedback sometimes, but it didn't, it, not that, I mean, it was nice to hear, but it didn't really mean much to me because I didn't have that much of awareness of it. I was like, Oh, just, you know, doing whatever, you know, yeah. I, I like answering questions or solving problems. So whatever, you know, people come to me with stuff and I help, but I'll tell you where it became super noticeable was the first time that we did um, an online launch. You know, we, we were, we did this big campaign. We we're using Jeff Walker's product launch formula, which right. most listeners probably heard of. And we, so I went, um, spent a few months contacting people, uh, basically asking them to be affiliates for this launch, you know? Right. And so it was our very first time doing it. This was back in the fall of, uh, 2013, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we had, I forget what the number, I don't know if we crossed 80 or if it was in the high seventies, but we had like, tons you know it was like 75 to 80 something like that um affiliates wow. for that launch so we came out of the gate with just this army like basically everyone in our in our little sandbox industry right um was promoting this launch and and uh i mean it was our first time doing it we did uh like 1.2 million in sales in i forget 19 days or something like that right and uh but yeah, a lot of it was based on the relational equity that I had built um, over a number of years, which again, I hadn't really had that awareness that that's what was happening until I just went to the community and said, hey, will you guys help me? And everyone's just like, yes, we're all in. Let's do this. It was, yeah, it was amazing. I think that that idea of relational equity, I, I don't, I'm not sure if I've heard you state it that way, but I think it's a good lesson for people who are in the industry now because, you know, uh, it's it's the industry's changed right like it, there's a yeah. lot more people who are a little savvy about these things and i don't know if you agree with this but for me um like a lot of people who are entering uh they they forget um civility almost you know like they it it, it you get into this place where you're just asking for people's help a lot rather than giving and so yeah. it's, it's vibrationally it's weird if you're trying to be in service i think you should also be in service so it's kind of i, I love it how you're very congruent uh, yeah. right all the way through yeah. 
Well, you know what? And it's not even, I think people sell themselves and their ideas and their missions short by being overly transactional. Right. I'll, I'll give you an example. So sure. um, I'm, I mentioned that I trained this martial art called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And um, my goal is not to have my own gym or to be a teacher or any of those things. I'm there for me. I'm there to get better. I'm there to compete. I'm there to, you know, progress mm -hmm. as much as I can. But I help out my teacher by, by teaching classes at his gym, you know, two, three times a week. Right. And uh, so that's, you know, just me helping, giving back. I don't charge him or anything. Not that he's being cheap. He tries to pay me, but I don't accept it. Right. And um, so it, it appears as though I'm being overly generous, right? Mm -hmm. And sure, there's, I, there's a part of this, you know, whatever. But um, the refinement that I get, like the, the deepening of the understanding of the techniques that I get through teaching them and having to be totally aware of what I'm doing and why to be able to explain it to somebody else accelerates my own learning a ton. Like right. there's a, you know, by sharing with others, I'm actually learning maybe even more than them. And what I find is that this kind of the same is true for, for business. Like even if, if I'm sitting with someone and I'm totally focused on their business, they're asking questions, I'm giving them, even if I'm imparting just to make up a thing, you know, sure. 10 units of some knowledge, there's going to be at least one unit of my own understanding for my own opportunities that deepens there. And to me, the net result for me is that that one unit I put to work and get leverage from. Now, if I were to sit there and, and say, hey, wait, this isn't fair because they got 10 units and I only got one, well, that, the only lesson there would be to discontinue that type of a relationship and then I don't get those units. Right. Do you understand what I mean? Like it, it doesn't make it's – anyway, to, to think of it in terms of, and, to, and, to, and to, you know, debate with my own internal self about, you know, these, about who's getting what under what terms or whatever, just, it just, it's just a lose, lose scenario. Right. Um, to me, it's just, it makes way more sense to come at it from a perspective of how can I help? How can we collaborate here and just know that the net result is going to be better for everyone and not be concerned about, you know, technically who's bet who gets more or less than someone else. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, I, I totally agree. It, it actually makes me think a little bit about what you and I are currently working on, which maybe that's a good segue. Um, because what you and I are doing is within the lucrative luminary international, uh, formerly transcend, uh, Alliance, right. Um, teaching yep. a cohort of students, how to create, uh, what's called a minimum viable product. So, I mean, like, what, what, what my thing is, is bringing startup thinking into this transformational world. That's a big part of my own coaching business. And uh, so exactly what you're saying, like I, I know as you and I work with these students on their projects, um, it's exactly that. You know, like I, I'm learning as much as they are. Oh, totally. And <clears throat> for me, it's part of the incentive to do it. You know, we're helping people develop these MVPs and move their thing forward. Well, in MentorHub right now, as a, an example, that company happens to be in that very same stage. So mm -hmm. my own um, understanding and ideas, you know, as I'm giving advice to somebody, there's a part of the back of my brain saying, oh, wow, I can actually apply this to what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, no question.
Yeah, I actually, the thing that I, I, I keep circling back to, um, and I mean, I've got a specific example of what we're talking about here is uh, you uh, uh, offered up this example uh, of a, like a diagram that was uh, the, the idea of an MVP the wrong way and the right way. And so right. just a, in a nutshell, it's kind of like if you're going to build a car, the wrong way to build it is to build a tire, the chassis, and then maybe the seats and, and try to sort of uh, run an experiment or have people try to experience a tire, for example, as a first step. It's not, a, it's not really a, a complete experience versus if you're going to build right. a car, the first step would be to build a skateboard and then a scooter and then a motorcycle, then a car that metaphor of the skateboard, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've used it now with people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what is your skateboard? And uh, it, it's a great, so anyway, yeah, it's a great example of just exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. The flip side of that, I would say too, like the, the part of this that I've had to learn and has taken me a while is being okay with the, with the reciprocal like people going out of their way to want to help me. Right. And um, I would say like for me, maybe there was some ego involved there, but uh, for the most part, it's this like paranoia that I'm um, putting people out or, you know, or that they feel obligated to do something they don't want to do or something of that nature. But having to, to learn and relearn that as fun as it is for me to help someone else's vision and project along, uh, mm -hmm. there's so many people out there that are, it's equally as fun for them to sit down and, and support me. Right. And uh, yeah, so I think that's a, for, for people who are already kind of naturally wired to be, you know, overtly helpful and, and generous to others. Um, I think it's at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It was an important lesson to know that, Oh wow. If I can set the context for people to do the same for me, not only am I a huge winner from that scenario, but so are they because they enjoy it. You know, it's, it's just as much as I do. So, right. Um, yeah, that's a big one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That, I mean, so anyway, that, that experience has been super fun all the way around. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting for me to see you um, honing your craft as with with the the cohort we're working with um you know we haven't really talked about it but lucrative luminary was a very successful company i think for context i believe you guys over an eight-year period I, I might be getting it a little bit wrong but maybe you can correct me probably generated around 30 million is that correct in in revenues over that time is that approximately correct or am i out? it would be it would be in their ballpark i don't know uh, I, like i'm a i'm aware of what we did Right. Annually, but I've never actually, I've never actually sat down and, and done an entire, you know, added year by year. And um, I don't know, like at our peak, we did more than 7 million a year, but I'm not sure if that was after eight years, might've been a little longer, like that could have been nine. Right. Definitely. Anyway, something like that. Eight or nine years. Yeah. Where to get up to that much per year. But I think that even your response to that question is very informative to, to some of the listeners, you know, like you've said, you know, don't be so transactional, you know, even your, your, your almost awareness of those numbers uh, is very, <laughs> is very inf informative to people who are thinking about these kinds of businesses, because 
I think that's part of what makes you successful. Like you're really truly in service. It's not a, it's not a shtick. It's that is who you are. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, you know, keeping tallies of numbers like that, it's like, uh, it's, you know, what they call vanity metrics, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. It doesn't actually mean anything. No, no. Uh, and actually there's a fun, well, I think it's fun anyway. I, my first step I ever took, so I kind of, I, I, the, the story of reading your ad, you know, I think it was eight years ago-ish, uh, seven, eight years ago uh, is true. Uh, but even before that, you were doing work with the T. Harvecker company. Yeah. Millionaire mm -hmm. Mind. Uh, yeah. I remember I went to an event way back in 2007 and I was like, wow, there's a lot of really crazy people here. <laughs> but it's, it was just such a new and different thing for me to see that kind of a business on stage and the people there and the excitement around learning business and money. It was, I did, so I, when I learned that you were part of that organization, I thought that was super interesting. You and Callan both actually. Both of us. Yep. What, um, so from that, like, how did, what's, how did you get to where you get, you got to, like, what was your sort of trajectory? I, I know that part of it, but what got you started down this path? Goodness. Well, I got into sales originally, um, back in my fighting days. So I mentioned the whole jujitsu thing, but I used to, I used sure. to fight, uh, you know, mixed martial arts, cage fighting, whatever. Right. And, um, so back then that was basically a full-time job, you know? Mm -hmm. um, not from a financial perspective, but, uh, right. you know, from a time and dedication commitment, you know, so I needed to find a way to earn some money around my training schedule. Sure. So I, I, I mean, I didn't know anything about anything back then. I just, whatever, you know, I thought it has to be some type of a commission based sales gig. So I got into that. I, you know, I, I actually started a company with a, with a buddy of mine, uh, a direct marketing company. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting story. I guess I, that company, we grew it pretty quickly. Um, but we lost that business overnight, made two mistakes. Well, one, one key mistake. And then one, I never actually thought of how I could have done it differently, but we, um, we made a mistake where we, I would say two mistakes. So one is we went in to a, a credit union here, Van yeah. city, you would know them. Yeah. And, uh, so we negotiated a deal with them. Basically, this woman came in. We we're sitting at this conference table. This woman walks in, and the she, she first thing she says is, "You know, hey, it's my first week on the job here. You know, take it easy on me." And so, at that time, you know, my understanding of business and how things work was very, very different. Okay. Very, very ignorant, let's just say. And uh, so we we negotiated ridiculous terms with them, like way in our favor. It was, and to us, it was, it, it was like this huge win, you know, like, Hey, yes, here's our opportunity. So we, um, we severed ties with a bunch of other suppliers so that we could put all of our people on this contract because it was going to make us the most money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was the first kind of lesson you know don't do that <laughs> right don't try not to have a single source of supply of something because it's gonna especially if it's something critical like your revenue based contracts right so sure um so because we because the terms were so deep in our favor well after a few weeks of course they realized that that they were losing money on the deal and came back to us and said hey we gotta you know be careful or whatever they were they were talking about pulling out and um so we 
we're careful, you know, we renegotiated a little bit. We got them to wait it out a little bit longer. But again, we were stupid, just trying to take full advantage of the situation. And then what happened was one of our sales reps, we had him working at a local university uh, out at UBC. You'd be familiar with that. Yep. And um, so what this guy was doing, this is the part where I don't know if I could have, how I would have done this differently, but he, um, he was taking phone numbers off of these, uh, these forms people were filling out. He was taking the phone numbers of the women, I guess, that he thought were attractive, and then he was pursuing them after hours, you know? <laughs> and uh, so a few people, well, so as far as the, these women knew, we, we were representatives of this credit union, right? We're wearing their t-shirts and their banners, all branded to them. Okay. So they got a few calls, a few complaints. And uh, so how I found out about it was I got a call on a Monday morning and, oh, we got to have a meeting right away. So I, you know, put my suit on and went into the credit union and they just, they just came in, sat down. Here's what happened. Deals. They didn't even like, they didn't try to recoup any of their costs or anything. They just said, this is over as of right now, there is nothing by. And um, so then, you know, as of that moment, I had 20, I don't even know how many sales reps we had at the time, but I had no way for them to make any money. It was over, you know? So two thirds of them left within a few days. And then uh, it was just super stressful. And I was like, oh, do I even want to? Anyway, I was just kind of sulking. Right. And, um, and then uh, a family friend reached out to me and said, oh, we're going to this, this event, this workshop called Millionaire Mind Intensive. Do you want to come? And I don't even remember why I agreed to go. It sounded stupid, but I don't know. I was kind of miserable at the time. And uh, <clears throat> so I went to this to this event. So it was Harbecker on stage leading this thing in front of like, at that time, the events were only maybe five, six, 700 people. Of course they got to be much bigger than that uh, right. in the years to follow. But um, man, I couldn't believe, like I, I thought what I had been doing was so smart. You know, I'm doing these sales trainings and there's like dozens of, you know, or a dozen <laughs> people there at a time, you know, and I'm making money. And then I see this guy get up there. I was like, what? I didn't even, does this even exist? How is this even possible? Right. <laughs> He's like a million times better on stage. He's got way more people. And I was trying to, he's making these offers and people are running to the back of the room and I'm trying to scribble and trying to figure out, like just kind of estimate what types of revenue they're doing over a three day period. Right. And um, it was amazing. So I went to this event. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I rested on Monday, Tuesday morning. Again, I, I put my one and only suit back on, the same one I had been using for the Van City meetings. Right. This blue suit that was probably two sizes too big for me. <laughs> and uh, I drove, they had offices in North Vancouver. And um, so I just went into the office. I walked up to the front desk and I said, hey, uh, I, um, I want a job here. I don't care. I'll clean toilets, wash windows, whatever, but I'm not leaving until you give me a job. Wow. And um, and uh, so anyway, I caused a bit of a stir for a few minutes. And then finally, they sent me over to uh, their client care department. So I went in to talk to their client care manager, just basically said the same thing. And he said, okay. And then they put me on the phones. I, I, was, just, I was just answering in, inbound calls to start there, working in their call center. And then, yeah, within less than a year and a half, I, don't, I did a few big projects there that I don't, made them many, many millions of dollars. Um, which is awesome. But you know what, as far as my trajectory into this industry, yep. a lot of it was, I would say luck, 
because not to take anything away from the things that I did. I did the things that I did and I got the results that I got. Okay. Yes. Sure. But the fact that I did them for Harv's company made things so easy because everybody in our space knew who he was. Everybody was trying to copy what he was doing in some way, shape or form specifically with regards to live events. And so, you know, either the, either people would know who I was um, because they were so intent on, on trying to emulate what he was doing. Sure. Or I just had to tell them. And then it was just like, you know, people would be tripping over this. Oh, come help me, come help me or come do this in my company. And um, so transitioning into, uh, into the role of consultant and, and helping a lot of the bigger players in personal and, and spiritual development was super easy only because, uh, you know, I could drop Tihar's name. And sure. if I had done those projects for anyone else, I don't, that same opportunity would not have, would not have uh, manifested for me, I don't think. Uh, I've never heard the story, especially the part about you telling him that you didn't, you'd even clean toilets, but uh, like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, honestly, that is such a great story because I think um, the insight for me in that is that, you know, it's, it, it's a little cliche, but it's absolutely true. Like when you, when you get hit with a brick, um, do something fast to, to shift your situation, which is exactly what you did, you know, even just yeah. going to the event you know, even if that's all that happened, uh, you know, you did something immediately to kind of change your mindset around things. And I think that's a really smart insight. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I'm grateful that I got invited because that's definitely not something that I would have done of my own accord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you met Callan too. So on and on the, the ripples kept on going. Right. So yeah, that's true. So that That's cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, so what's ahead for you next? So Mentor Hub is pushing forward. Um, it's it's disrupting education. Um, I I know some people involved in that project. They're really excited about it. Uh, what what do you see going on for yourself over the next twelve to eighteen months? Yeah, I mean, as far as myself um, personally, and what I'm kind of focused on, um, as far as my own development and stuff goes, like sure. being a <laughs> playing the CEO role of this, of mentor hub company and, um, and trying to build a platform that has, you know, hundreds of million dollar exit, you know, like the trying to build this behemoth. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a very, very, it's very, very different from being the CEO of, of a, of a personality branded enterprise, um, you know, good cash flow, but no, not asset value based company, right? Like, right. Um, it's just so different. I mean, one of the things uh, that I'm having to learn right now is how to raise capital, how to, right. how to pitch to investors and how to bring on investment capital. Right. Um, of course, never done that before. It's completely new. Um, I do not like it so far, <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm having a little bit of success with it, but frankly, I think it's only because um, I've been, you know, I've been able to raise money from within the circles that I have a reputation. You know, sure. if, if if I hadn't done that, I, yeah, this this would have been way more difficult. But um, yeah, I, I'm committed to. I think the one of the reasons why I'm not liking it is because I'm not good at it yet. You know, and 
Right. Um, so I'm, uh, yeah, very committed to being, to being good at uh, and getting good at uh, pitching, raising money, essentially, which is one of my primary roles as a CEO of, of Mentor Hub for sure. So right. that's, I would say, from a personal standpoint, that's my focus. And um, yeah, other, other than that, you know, as far as the impact that we're looking to have across the couple of ventures that I'm involved in, you know, one, the Lucrative Limerick International, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited about providing, um, you know, an ecosystem of resources for social change enterprise. Um, you know, it's just this weird thing. It, it's applicable to many areas of life. It, the, the things that are the most important get the least attention, you know, and right. uh, the, the businesses that are the most crucial to, to the, uh, you know, the continuous evolution of, of humankind mm-hmm. um, are typically the most under-resourced. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm excited about playing a role in, in, in remedying that to whatever degree we can pull that off. Right. And, and from a selfish perspective, I'm really excited about having my personal investment portfolio um, exclusively made up of companies that I believe in that are doing something amazing in the world. And ideally that I have some voice in, you know, that I have some mentorship and guidance and, um, and that's what I'm trying to uh, achieve personally through that uh, particular enterprise. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's another reason why I was excited to talk to you because I, um, if I put my little analyst hat on, like, I think that um, as we, as you and I would call it, maybe the transformational world or the coaching world or the, you know, younger people would be more like uh, influencers, whatever, whatever you want to call it, expert industry, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the startup world, I think there's a convergence taking place around education. Mm-hmm, and for sure, uh, you know, and if you project out a few years, uh, to be honest, I think you're right at the center of it. So you and a few other folks, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see where things go for you and for, for everyone you're associated with it for that matter. Um, I just think you're positioned perfectly. So yeah, I'm excited to see the next couple of years, how that looks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> now, um, some of our listeners might want to get in touch with you and learn more about mentor hub or even lucrative luminary, or even just in general, uh, get in touch with you if they're in the investment community, some angel investors who are really interested in the disruption of education. I suspect that, you know, you would be a great person to speak to. How would they get in touch mm-hmm. with you? What's the best way? Yeah, you know, um, well, if you go to my name, justinlivingston.com, um, there's an ebook there called Transformation Business Mastery, um, okay. which you can, you can get and download. As far as being in touch with me, I think uh, I'm very responsive on um, through social media so if you look me up on either facebook or instagram send me messages i'm uh, i mean i'm not necessarily you know you won't hear from me within the hour likely but i do respond personally to any messages that i get so um, yeah you can hit me up either on my facebook page my facebook profile or my instagram um, profile love to hear from you and uh and you'll hear back from me personally uh, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you today, Justin. Super fun. Um, Sweet. I've always wanted to do this. You know, we're sort of, we, we've been able to hang out a few times in the work circles, but this has been fun. So uh, yeah, thanks for showing up on the show today. Love talk, chat, talking to you. And uh, what I'm going to do is just repeat how to get in touch with Justin here. So best way to get in touch with Justin is to go to justinlivingston.com. Uh, otherwise, to reach out in social media, he's super responsive and would love to hear from you 
Uh, and if you're in the angel investment community and you're interested in the disruption of education and what Justin's working on, I would suggest you reach out to him because I can't think of anyone doing anything quite so interesting. So yeah, check him out. And so once again, Justin, thank you so much for being yeah, on the show. Hey, my pleasure. And hey, some people just to, uh, some people put an E on the end of my, on the end of Livingston. There's no E, just L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. Right. So that's J-U-S-T-I-N. L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Justin. Great My to pleasure, speak man. to you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so thanks to all our listeners for being here today. And uh, we're excited to talk to you next time. And remember, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Hey everyone, I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth so that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner, see you next time, bye now.